Merry Christmas, I'm a horse. take that from is that i have no idea i, no idea. <laughs> I was not Christmas. expecting anything <laughs> neither was i uh, i'm jamin not a horse i'm casey i'm just me and i'm olivia and she's an elf and i forgot that this vest clashes in colors so i'm gonna let that down you representing uh godzilla. godzilla i am yeah. representing and showing off godzilla baby yoda and, and I'm an elf. <laughs> and uh, we're the Jackson Cloud. And today... Hey, we're all green thingies. Except for the elf. Y yeah, it's, it's Christmas, so... Red and green, it's kind of the same. Yeah. Well, I know, but Godzilla's a green monster. Baby Yoda's a green mon green creature. Not a monster, creature. And thing. you're a monster. <laughs> uh, we're in Revelation. Speaking of monsters, but we're not that far into Revelation Duh. yet. We're still in chapter one, and today we are in chapter one, verse ten. So we just learned about John. Of hey, look Patmos. at that! We're in the teenage years of of the, the start of no, Revelation. No, ten is not a teenager <laughs> no. yet. Yeah, no, no, maybe 13, chapter ten. We're talking teen. Yeah. Thirteen. <laughs> ten. Ten. You're double digits then. Fourteen. Fine. Double digits. Double of digits. The first chapter. Ten. So we learned John, Tentine. right? He's Something. in. John is in Patmos. <laughs> What's then, Patmos again? It's an island off I've been the there. I've been to a camp once. That was a whole other episode. <laughs> now we're focused on. He he says a few things, and we're going to spend the next few episodes honing in on on them. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Okay. Like the trumpet sound, lift your voice. And that was several episodes ago. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna hone in today on that phrase. I was in the spirit, in the spirit, which in, is a in the quiet place, in the stillness. You were there. In the spirit is not the words to that song. First off, <laughs> like in the stillness sounds. is what you're looking for. Stop quoting worship songs and focus. <laughs> I was in the spirit. All right, what do you guys think that means? Because commentaries fight about it. Chilling with the Holy Spirit. All right. Kind of like in the prayerful zone. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look at the Hebrew word, which is pneuma, which is pneuma, that pneuma common. A. Not pneuma, that pneuma, pneuma. Stop a. it. <laughs> which is a common common word in the New Testament for spirit. Uh, we don't necessarily have a capital on that like in Greek it's not like oh Holy Spirit every time it could also be like the spirit of a person so that gets us back into a question again like when he says I was in the spirit are we talking Holy Spirit like Olivia suggested or I was in good spirits you know we use that phrase kind of like that so he was drunk him. <laughs> no I mean that is the type of spirit well, that that's another way know. in English we use the word right um yeah, what what do you guys do with it? Holy Spirit, you feeling that too? That would make sense. That would be the, the normal, yeah. Wait, okay, so where does this go next again? I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Yeah, see, that the only thing that really makes sense to me is 
it being the Holy Spirit because it's specifying that it's the Lord's day and that mm. the trumpet sounds, which mm. is... And once the trumpet sounds, we have our red letters reminding us that Jesus is speaking, right? So it makes sense, yeah, Jesus who is resurrected, if we are in, if John's encountering him in this moment, there must be something with the Holy Spirit going on in this moment. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. But then the next question becomes like when we say he was in the Spirit, like how in the Spirit? Like what does that mean? Because we've talked about how Revelation is like a vision, right? <coughs> but it's apocalypse. So like how visionary are we talking? Like he's sitting on a log on an island in the Aegean Sea and he's just meditating or uh, he's about to be in God's throne room. Is he like taken out of body and taken there? Like what I would don't, you expect? I don't think it's astral projection at this point. I don't think it's that far. But I could definitely see him floating underneath a waterfall while like meditating and just floating there. I could totally see that. So... <laughs> All right, so John is Buddhist. <laughs> no, he's, he's a ninja Buddhist. Okay, let's try again. <laughs> Olivia, would you like to take a stab? I think, like Casey said earlier. What do you mean, earlier, like Casey said? <laughs> I think he's floating under the waterfall. It's that he's in like a prayerful headspace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that would be a common form of, like, trying to meet with the Holy Spirit, right? We, we've done a whole series on spiritual gifts, uh, some of the ways in which prophecy works, trying to engage the Holy Spirit, listen. But to what degrees does the Holy Spirit work throughout the entirety of the Bible? I mean, this isn't—this is not just a prophetic word. Revelation is like— <laughs> I mean, it's the final book of the Bible so that you're— well, like, a, given an ending while being left hanging exactly about how it all goes down at the same time. In all, in all seriousness now, like I feel like he was slain in the spirit without actually being slain. Like, he was... He still had control, but, like, he still knew, like, the spirit was entirely all around him and he was enveloped within it. Mm. Yeah, actually, some commentaries or commentarians or at least Pentecostals have suggested that he's slain in the spirit right here. I haven't seen any commentaries take that seriously, but they do take seriously this idea of like trance-like state, if you will, which is not out of the realm of possibilities given some of the other things that happen to prophets in the Bible, right? Let's, let's pause right there and think about like what are some of the greatest degrees that we see in the Bible when someone's taken up by the Holy Spirit, if you will. Can you think well, of any there's the literal time where Elijah was literally... <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I never know which one there. is which. There's, no, there's not enough of a difference between the two names for me to know which <laughs> one is which. But that one mm. literally gets taken up by the Holy Spirit mm. into heaven. Mm. There's another person where you kind of get a feeling like that as well. Anybody remember his name? Nope. Enoch. Maybe. Like, this is part of the reason that the Jews between the two testaments wrote a lot about what Enoch might have experienced in an apocalyptic vision. Because in, in Genesis, we know nothing about Enoch except he followed God. 
and then he was with God and no more, or something like that. You're like, mm hmm. <laughs> In fact, let's just find the passage right now. Uh, uh, Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. <laughs> Leave it to Genesis, always just the brevity and the confusion. But Enoch would be one example of possibly someone like Elijah. Obviously, that's why the Jews were writing into it. It's like, that's a mysterious story. Let's elaborate on what that possibly meant, right? Um, that's why you have the book of Enoch and whatnot related back to him. So you've got Enoch taken up. You've got Elijah taken up. You maybe have... Um, Oh, what's his face? Philip? In Acts, one of the, uh, uh, this is one of my favorite, I think, supernatural moments. <laughs> uh, Philip is, uh, um, goes to baptize a Ethiopian eunuch. You remember this story at all? Somewhat, yeah. He baptizes. Doesn't he, like, randomly teleport? So it seems. Yeah. <laughs> So he runs into this eunuch after the Holy Spirit has led him in that direction. He baptizes him and says, And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. <laughs> so there's two ways that you could interpret that. It's just like, ah, I was led here by the Holy Spirit. I baptized you. And when I was done, I proceed. we went our separate ways. The Holy Spirit led me somewhere else. I never saw the eunuch again. Or... I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Guy's put under water, and then Philip vanishes, and when he comes up, he's like, <laughs> now, I feel like he would have been pulled up at least. So it would have been starting to pull him up, his head breaks the water plane, and it's like, ah, oh, that was good. What the? What? <laughs> what? Where are you? Or perhaps a third most fun interpretation Baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit under, and then try to be a ninja and like trudging water <laughs> and running away to hide behind a tree. <laughs> is she going yet? <laughs> and the eunuch just like, where Oh, there he is. She's gonna go out my way now. <laughs> oh, look, I didn't see him. Huh. Uh, you know. If you're not super into the supernatural aspects of the Bible, you're easily just like, yeah, they just went their separate ways. But this is phrased so strangely. I'm not opposed to some kind of supernatural moment poof. happening here. <laughs> a supernatural uh, poof. A supernatural poof. The gift of poofing. Yeah. Uh, well, where else uh, do we have some crazy stories in the Bible that we could possibly relate to what John's going through? You got Paul, right? He said that he was taken up into, what, the third heaven? Is that right? Anybody remember that? That fun story where um, Paul pretends that someone else went through this, but he's really talking about himself. <laughs> ah, yes, because we've never done that before. Yeah. Well, Question for a friend. Right. Oh, you're working with yeah. me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what he does here. I must go on boasting, though there is nothing to be gained by it. I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. <laughs> it's like, dude, you just said you were going to boast about it. It's like, I, I know a guy. <laughs> and then at the end, he basically just says, yeah, that was me. You know, <laughs> so, I don't know if it's just... 
he had a moment where he was writing it weird or not. But he talks about 14 years ago, I was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, uh, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man cannot utter. Oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> so in other words, you had a dream you don't remember. <laughs> Or, or he does remember, which is like the greatest like slap in your face ever. So, oh, he's been to heaven. What did they say? I don't know. I can't tell you that. Come on! <laughs> Why would you share this story? That, you know. <laughs> on behalf of this man, I will boast. Uh, but on my behalf, I will not boast. Except <laughs> of my weakness. And then he just goes on. But you can tell like in the story, like Paul had this possible out-of-body experience or possible poofing, right? Because he says, I don't know if it was in the body or out of the body, but something happened and I I can't put words to it. You think of any... Yeah, go ahead. What is the third heaven? Yeah, so in uh, Jewish thinking, there was seventh heavens. <laughs> when I see those happy faces. You know this? Seventh heaven. Okay, all right. Figured it was before your time. It is before my time. It's a great Christian show about people making out. <laughs> I swear they're just making out in every episode. I uh, mean, just for about half of the time. Yeah. Um, anyways, then it's about trying to hide who you made out with. Yeah. Okay, so this was a show that I thought I'd seen, but now I don't think I have. Maybe you just never paid attention, but back in the nineties, thousands. No, no, 90s. Late 90s. It was the time when all shows were about making out. <laughs> no? This show? You ever, you ever seen Seventh Heaven? Right here? It's got, uh, what's your face? Timberlake? Yeah! Yeah, yeah my grandparents had this. Mm. And the family and would watch it She got it kicked out of the show, remember? I don't remember. Anyways, good times. Touched by an angel's where we're headed next, so let's just cut it off before we get too far. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, in Jewish thinking, there was different degrees to which uh, to the heavens, so like God would be at the top of all that in the seventh of heavens, if you will. And Paul's, what we actually, if I understand right, we don't have a lot of records as to what they fully thought about these seven heavens. Maybe I'm wrong, or I just haven't done the studies, but I think it's kind of vague to us now. Whatever they did believe or understand of it, though, Paul in his mind is like, well, I've been to the third one. <laughs> so I've moved up the, like, Not only was I in heaven, I was in the second and the third heaven. Yeah, passed right through the first. So, Okay, is this like a Dante's divine comedy kind of thing, like... We've got the nine rings of hell and then seven <laughs> rings of heaven. Yeah, I, I mean, it's possible that that's what they're working with. But I think, I'm guessing the idea is like different tiers of uh, power and authority and angels and whatnot delineated throughout the seventh heavens if God's all the way at the top, right? Um, so like archangels would be like in the sixth heaven? Maybe. Or I, I don't know. We're, we're kind of speculating at this point. It's true. But Paul, at least, is like, I've at least been to the third. So, like, in body, out of body, poofed, not poofed, you know. That's a supernatural, crazy experience. And John here is saying, like, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day when I heard a voice behind me like a trumpet saying, right to the churches. And uh, that's, that's where it goes for him. So, 
like a trumpet sound. What does... This is going to be real hard when we do our episode on the trumpet, isn't it? <laughs> Very much so, yes. Yes. What, uh, what is the content of what John writes down eventually? I mean, when you just broad scapes of Revelation, where does he end up? What does he see? He eventually ends up, like, in the Divine Council, right? Like, he's over the crystal sea, throne of God, the Lamb, the elders, all these things. Those are all, that's, I mean, we're talking heavenly vision there. So, is it possible, just as Paul's caught up to the third heaven, that maybe John also is caught up into the heavens in a supernatural way? Possible, yeah. I mean, visions, yeah, they do happen in the mind, but really crazy next-level visions, which only come about, um, if we're pursuing God, they only come about through like us allowing the Holy Spirit to do that. Um, it's possible that John's also going through like a very heavy, you know, Isaiah saw, um, he saw God fill the temple. That's kind of like a heavenly vision. He saw something more. Uh, one guy has the eyes open to the spiritual realm. He's standing on the physical plane, but he sees angels everywhere after Elijah, I think it is, who prays for him. So you have different levels of tiers of visions and experience within the prophetic realm. And in this case, it seems like um, it's possible John's having like a trance, ecstasy, next level thing. We actually do have at least one out-of-body experience, uh, uh, dry bones. You remember that whole vision? An army of dry bones. What have I done? What are you singing? Is this? <laughs> I don't have the tune right for that one, but I don't remember the actual tune. I can't tell if that's like an old hymn or like. No, it's she's an army of dry bones. Screamo songs. <laughs> Rising again. <clears throat> so here's one. Uh, Ezekiel thirty-seven. Ezekiel. Hand of the Lord was upon me, which is usually like what the prophets say when it's like, I have this impression that God was present with me. The Holy Spirit was there. Hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. <laughs> what do you do with a statement like that, right? So within Ezekiel's prophetic experience, the way that he just seemed to phrase this we could at least read to be like out-of-body experience, right? God took Ezekiel and the Holy Spirit just brought him out and put him down in the middle of a valley of dry bones. Or possibly picked him up as a person and put him down in a valley of dry bones. See, I don't feel like... I don't know, I'd be very surprised if, if God played Roller Coaster Tycoon... And like legit pick people up and move them around like that game. I, I don't think it's the matter of like when you pick up your little me and the Wii screen and he's like <laughs> It's more of a I'm here and now I'm somewhere else. You don't have that little picky up in between. Well, Casey is right. He set me down in the middle. I mean it does have a certain feel of <laughs> crane game to it. Right? <laughs> like that's that's the imagery that's in my head is roller coaster tycoon of 
What I haven't it? played Roller Coaster Tycoon, so you I'm think going with literally the any simulator. The me is fine. You're you're on track with what Casey's getting at. Yeah. Uh, well, so I mean, but there's another example of like crazy next level vision where maybe we're not even just talking in my mind. I saw something, but I was literally picked up and put somewhere or out of body experience. Um, you know, if you uh, and you shouldn't do this. <laughs> Uh, but uh, how do I even phrase this based on what I just said? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you're going. Within uh, the spiritual practices of like the occult and whatnot, they are not unfamiliar with trying to force out-of-body experiences or lucid dreaming or trying to engage the spiritual realms in ways beyond just their body, right? Uh and that is off limits to the Christian. That's forbidden arts. We are not to commune with any false spirits. We are not to separate soul from body. We are not supposed to be doing anything like that. But we are still um, uh, physical, spiritual beings. And so we understand, like, from a physical perspective, yes, we engage with God. We impact this world. But then from, like, a spiritual gifts perspective, yes, we're also trying to give our lives over to God so that if we might uh, try to commune with the Holy Spirit, then his spirit and our spirit might meet with each other. And just as Paul says, you know, um, we search the depths of our hearts, but God's spirit's in us, so we also can search the depths of God's heart. So that is us communing with the Holy Spirit on a spiritual level, physical, spiritual level. Now, what's a different... I think for the um, uh, the the prophets and for John and people like them, they are just open to God. I just want to commune with you, right? I just want to meet with you. Whatever that poster just bent over over there. <laughs> Whatever you want me. Oh, they to can do. see it in the background. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Whatever you want me to do, God, I'm yours. You know, and so here's John meditating wherever you want to take this moment, this experience, it's yours. John does not force an out-of-body experience. This would be a God on his behalf saying, you need to come into the throne room. I need to show you something, right? That would be a valid Christian, <laughs> uh, crazy next level thing that is very rare in the Bible and and very rare, from my understanding, from most Christian experience, right? But possible if the Holy Spirit's leading. Now, when you're forcing that kind of stuff, that's occultic means. That God doesn't want you to live in those places. That stuff is forbidden to us unless the Holy Spirit naturally just does that. Does that, does that make sense? Because, mm -hmm. like, I've, I've run into people who uh, or. <laughs> The poster I think, I think falling it's, off the wall is too. It's I think it's too, too scared for Godzilla. <laughs> I think it's trying to run away. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, that is the, the Godzilla. Kaiju, yeah. How do we know? How do we know that it's Godzilla causing it to fall and not Baby Yoda? Hold on. It's still going down. It's getting creepy. <clears throat> okay. It's about as far as I can get. Anyways, my point was, um, you know, I, I remember reading. Uh, the guy who's a Christian now, but was heavily in, uh, engaged in like new age type stuff beforehand. And he would actively try to pursue lucid dreaming to the point that like he did it. And then he was out of body experience in his um, general, I think it was a trailer home park type thing. And 
suddenly he's running into demons and they're like trying to taunt him and mess with him and stuff like that and like then he's realizing oh this is a you know like I'm not supposed to be here <laughs> and, and he understands like I've got to re when he gets saved he understands like I need to repent of that that was sin and I pursued spiritualism not God whereas God God doesn't possess us and force us into things demons demons try to force us into stuff God what did I just say Demons try to force us into things and mess with us and oppress and possess. But God has always been about co-laboring with us, not forcing us into stuff. But here out of love, you know, love does not like possess and take over. Uh, it meets us where we're at and then works with us. And so that's what John's doing. God, I'm here to meet with you, whatever you want to tell me. And then he's in the spirit. Whatever that means, to whatever degree, I would say it's probably a little bit of everything. Revelation's 21 chapters long. You couldn't have, I don't think, <laughs> you could have a 21 chapter vision and remember all that and write it down very fluidly. My guess is he's little spurts of visions along the way and then coming back and writing it down as God continues to work with him. Could be wrong with that. Uh, but that would be my guess. And probably different kinds of experiences of visions along the way, too. Sometimes maybe he's just like handing over Bible verses to God and God's bringing light to them. And other times maybe he's literally out of body experience in God's throne room watching the lamb walk towards the throne and trying to comprehend that. So, anyways, prophecy is weird. <laughs> it's uh, across the spectrum throughout the Bible there are a lot of different experiences and John is kind of like the pinnacle of, of where things can go when, when we yield our spirit to God's so final thoughts then wrap it up while I go push the poster back in place yeah, be sure to like comment and subscribe down below and see if you can beat me to be the first comment on this video and some in the past too. Some have. Are you next? Please stay off And I also join us on the Discord. <laughs> what? I said and also join us on the Discord. Yeah, that too. Also join us on the Discord. Let's see if the poster will fall again. No. <laughs> <laughs>